Well, Brian and Ringers, thank you for gracing the beginning of our service with that. Thank you so much. Good morning, friends. Welcome to our 11 o'clock service on this, the 21st Sunday after Pentecost. Welcome to those of you who are in the room, and we know, as always, many more joining us online from all over the place. It's good to be God's community worshiping together uh, in this way. Um, some of you are visiting with us, and we're really glad that you've come, and I'm going to defer to Dr. Kim to tell you what to do, how to leave us contact information, which we hope you'll do. My name is James Howell, and I, I'm one of the pastors here, and it's my privilege to be up front this morning with Dr. Uyan Kim. So grateful to be together today. Uh, we want to connect with you, pray for you, and let you know the ministries of our church. There's several ways to do that, especially for those of us who are first-time visitor and nominally new. We're so grateful that you chose to be present at Mars Park UMC. There's a physical hospitality pass at the end of your pews. Please fill that out. And the other part is you got to pass it to your neighbors, right? Like otherwise it just stays with you. So fill it out and pass it to your neighbors. There's also the QR code at the back of your bulletin that you can use your smartphones uh, to let us know of your presence. And for those of us joining online, wherever you may be, there's a link that you can click on. And then you can let us know of your name and your contact information. And we would love to pray with you and journey alongside you. A couple of things we wanted to point out to you. Uh, there are two things. Believe it or not, we have our Phantom of the Organ this Wednesday already. It's a wonderful ministry for people of all ages, especially for the young ones. Evan's ready to go. He's been preparing. The music team have been preparing this Wednesday. And we also have Project Agape on Thursday. The details of times and the variety of the things that's happening, you can all find it in your bulletin. As always, it is a joy to be together as a family of God. Let us continue to prepare our hearts for worship.
friends, please remain standing as we confess our Christian faith and the faith of the Christian church through the Apostles' Creed. Let us confess together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Friends, it is our great privilege at the service to celebrate the sacrament of holy baptism. Uh, Danelle and Eli Boone bring their daughter, Cameron Avery. Uh, Jen and Dave DeSico bring their son, Dylan Scott. And Lauren and Chris Fowler bring their daughter, Emily Catherine, if you'd come forward. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. So on behalf of the whole church, I ask you now, do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to renounce evil and repent of your sin? If so, say we do. Do you confess Christ as your Savior, put your trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord? If so, please say, we do. We do. And will you nurture these children in Christ's holy church that by your teaching and example, they may be guided to accept God's grace for themselves, profess their faith openly, and lead a Christian life? If so, please say, we will. Yeah. And will you, the members of Myers Park United Methodist Church, include these families now before you in your care? Will you proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ? We surround these families with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their service to others. And will you pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life? If so, let God's people say, we will. We will. Friends, let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the waters and brought forth light. 
In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. When you saw your people as captives in Egypt, you delivered them through the sea. Their children you brought into the promised land through the Jordan. In the fullness of time, you sent your son Jesus. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. And he calls on his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection. Pour out your Holy Spirit now to bless this gift of water and those who receive it, to wash away their sin and clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in your final victory. All praise to eternal Father through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you in the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Cameron Avery Boone, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Though it's God to Seco, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Catherine Fowler, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I am the light of the world, therefore let your light so shine before others that they may glorify your Father who is in heaven. Children of God, as you grow in age, may you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We rejoice to welcome you to the family of God. Our God is good and faithful as we confess our sins. Our God is so quick to forgive. I invite you to turn our attention to our bulletin for our prayer of confession. Let us pray together. Gracious God, we carry anger in our hearts we cannot release. Our past regrets continue to shame us with pain. Scarcity binds our hearts from generosity and growth. Give us courage to choose you in the face of temptations. 
Set us free for joyful obedience and faithful witness. Open us to a future of peace, hope, and love with you. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we are still sinners. That proves God's love toward all of us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen.
The Old Testament reading is Exodus chapter 33, beginning with the 12th verse. Moses said to the Lord, I pray, if I have found favor in your sight, show me now your ways that I may know you. And the Lord said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, If your presence will not go with me, do not carry us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? And the Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken I will do, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know your name. Moses said, I pray of you, show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face for you cannot see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place while my glory passes by I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Jack, thank you for that uh, <clears throat> reading of Exodus. Um, preparing for the Sunday, I thought about uh, choosing the gospel reading, which is where uh, Jesus famously says, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, unto God the things that are God's. And people want to turn this into separation of church and state or don't mix politics and religion. It's the opposite of this, if anything. Uh, the uh, very pious religious people come to try to trap Jesus, and they hand him a coin and ask, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? So Jesus studies the coin, and what you have to know about Roman coins of those days, archaeologists have found thousands of them. Uh, the ones that would have been in circulation then, you know, on one side, it has the face of the emperor, and it had an adjective to describe him, divi, divine. Here is the divine emperor. Then you turn the coin to the flip side, and it goes on to say that that emperor is also the pontifex maximus. He is the high priest. I love that moment. Our divine son of God, our high priest, is studying a coin that claims that the emperor of Vespasian is those things. And Jesus' answer is, is so good. He says, render unto Caesar the things that are God, Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. I mean, what he's saying is, he looks at the coin like, well, this must be Caesar's. It's got his face on it. Let him have it. And then Jesus says, and render unto God the things that are God's. And what are the things that are God's? Well, that would be everything. That would be the breath you just took what you're going to do tomorrow afternoon, the stuff that you have in your bank account, your whole life. It is all God's, the world and all of its wonder. It's all God's. Render unto Caesar. But I chose not to preach on that. <laughs> if I'd chosen it, I'd be done. But there's more. 
I chose to preach on the Old Testament text, which is kind of cool. Moses, uh, he's with the Israelites out in the wilderness. They're misbehaving really terribly already. He has to plead with God for God's forgiveness. Then chapter 33, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, Moses is up on the mountain, and he asks to see God's glory. He wants to see the face of God. He wants to see God's glory. You know, parenthetically, I have to say, uh, I probably should not have uh, preached at this service. There are two reasons for that. One is uh, Dr. Yun Kim preached at 8.30 and 9.45. Yun, you just had a brilliant sermon, and these guys should get to hear it. So I'm going to give you a little digest of it at this moment. He, I talk faster than he does, so I can get it in in a hurry. Uyan told about uh, two Austrian nuns who studied nursing, and their assignment from the church was to go to an island off of South Korea where people with Hansen's disease were sent in exile, lepers. And they spent 40 something years there. And he described their great service to God and the church and those people. And then he compared this to the moment in the Gospels where James and John, interested in the glory of God, come and they say, can we sit on your right hand and on your left hand when you come into glory? And their father, you know, Zebedee, can my son sit on your right hand and your left hand when they come into glory? I mean, Jesus just must think, these fools, they just, they never get what I'm about. Uyan, wonderfully in his sermon, said that Jesus, instead of offering it to grabbers like them, probably would offer his seats in glory to these two nuns. And as Uyan said, they probably would decline and say, no, thank you. We're going to stay over here outside with the lepers. Absolutely uh, beautiful. Uh, the other reason I probably should not preach today is uh, we suffered a terrible, for me, uh, loss. All losses are terrible. Uh, Wednesday morning, Lisa and I went to visit uh, her dad, my father-in-law. I really hit the um, jackpot when it comes to father's-in-law, a great, great man. Many of you knew him, uh, and he was a great man, and you know him as a great minister. He was the pa senior pastor here from 1975 to 1983, and again did an interim uh, in 96 and 97. That's his oil portrait uh, in the hallway right back here. Uh, fabulous minister. Of course, I knew him not just as a pastor and a colleague, but he was my father-in-law. And I always joke with uh, couples uh, when they're getting married. I say, you know, values are really important. And they say, give us an example. I say, well, you know, one value it might be family. When Lisa and I were getting married, we clarified, like, family is a value. I said, but you, you got to press further and know what that means. It's one thing to say family is a value. The other is what that meant for me is like, I'm going to spend a lot of time with her family, which was great that I got to do that. So I got to spend a lot of time uh, with this man, and this coming Saturday, it will fall to me to muster some words that are fitting about him. I probably just seen somebody else do that, but he started 30 years ago making me promise that I would do it, and he's repeated that to me five times a week over 30 years, so I have no choice at all. 
What we often do in such sitting, such a situation, someone's died, and we tell how great a person, oh, he was a great person. Oh, we did this at all funerals. Great person. I could say he was a great person. I could say a lot of things like that about him. For, in terms of today's text, Moses wants to see the face of God. Moses wants to see the glory of God. I, I am sure that now Tom, Lisa's dad, is looking into the face of God. It's not annihilating him. He sees God clearly. But what's more important to me is that Tom was someone throughout his life who tried to see the face of God. And that's not because he was a pastor. He did that when he was a kid and when he was a teenager, when he was a young adult, and when he was an old man and had stopped being a pastor. His whole life was about trying to see the face of God. It's not about being a great guy. It's about seeking God. It's about having faith. Uh, the Lord responds. It's so interesting in Exodus 33. Moses says, can I see your glory? And God doesn't say, okay, you can see my glory. What God says is, I will show you my goodness. Like, that's great. We want to see the glory of God, but the glory of God, it might be like, you know, the, the great Oz times a zillion. It might be like trying to look into the sun from 25 feet away. God's wisdom, God's greatness, God's power, God's magnificence, it, it, it just would overwhelm any one of us. So God says, I'm not going to show you my glory, I'm going to show you my goodness. That's how you will know what my glory is about. And I'm doing this series now on how to become a spiritual person, and a lot of it is just being attentive to the goodness of God, looking for the goodness of God, noticing the goodness of God, naming the goodness of God wherever you find it. It's all over the place. And one of the places that it is is in other people. They're the ones that are stamped with the image of God after all. So it's in a handshake, it's in an embrace, it's in a smile, it's in a word. It's when somebody waves at you. Lisa Hatton, I haven't known how to talk about her dad being gone. Uh, she posted uh, some photos on Facebook of him waving goodbye to us. He did the, they did this forever. We would go to visit him and we'd leave. He'd walk out to the car and he'd wave. She'd take a photo of him. It was cool to have these photos of him waving, often with a goofy look on his face. It's kind of what he was about, waving, waving. It's the goodness of God. It's, it, it's in a face. It's in hands. You know, in John chapter 14, we, we, we miss that text, right, because we wind up arguing over Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What's more significant in that text, I think, is that uh, Philip says to Jesus, um, show us God and we will be satisfied. And um, Jesus says, I've been with you all this time. Like how Jesus shows us God, it just by, he became a person. He dwelt in his mother's womb. He grew up as a child. He was a neighbor. He was a worker in his father's carpentry shop. He was a son. He was a brother. Uh, he grew up and he left home and he went out and he touched all the wrong people, touched all the untouchable people, went to those who had Hansen's disease that nobody else wanted or cared about. Uh, he loved so much that uh, the religious and political authorities of the day put him to death. He was one with us in our 
suffering. Show us, God. Moses asks to see God's glory, and God grants him a special favor. He says, well, I'm going to give you this viewing spot where you can see my goodness. So there's a crevice in the rock, and he puts Moses in there. I love that. We sing the hymn, Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me. This is Rock of Ages, Cleft for Moses. <laughs> and he puts Moses in the cleft of the rock and says, um, I'll put my hand over the rock as I pass by, but then after I pass by, you can peek out and you can see my backside. I love that. God says, you can see my backside. I thought about preaching <laughs> so that you could see, you guys see my backside all the time. So this is audience participation. Let me ask you this. If you see somebody's backside, where are you? You, you, you are all correct. This was, it was a softball that I threw you. God says, I want you to see my backside. To see God's backside, we have to be behind him. And what did Jesus say? Jesus didn't say, walk ahead of me and I'll follow you wherever you go. No, and Jesus didn't say, let's lock arm in arm and go together. Jesus said, follow me. I told him in church in the round, uh, a guy used to go the name Robert Lutz. Robert, he was kind of the mayor of our church in the round service. And we named our blood drive for him because Robert was going to get people to give blood. He was just adamant about it. <laughs> and Robert used to travel with me. He went to Israel with me, he went to Turkey, he went to Italy. And when I take groups places, uh, I'm always kind of looking over my shoulder to be sure everybody's still with me. I don't want to lose somebody in a foreign country. So I sort of look and go, oh, there's Taylor, yeah, yeah, there's, there's David, there, okay, I've kind of got. And over and over, the first trip, I would think, where's Robert? I can't find Robert. And then I realized where Robert was, he was right, like, glued to my back. Like, oh, there's Robert. And why was Robert glued to my back? It's because he thought, I'm somewhere that James knows about, and if I sit close to James, everything's going to go well, and I'll learn the maximum about. If I drift off, like some of these other travelers that I have, sometimes, if I drift off, I will miss something. I don't want to miss anything. So Robert was always right on my hip. Jesus says, stay right on my hip. Stick close to me. I'll show you my backside. It's where God is. It's really so simple. My How to Be Spiritual series. I think some people probably read that and they think I'll show you how to have some uh, just shimmering, annihilating earthquake experience of God. But the fact is, How to Be Spiritual is um, it's embarrassingly simple. I always wish I had a better formula, but I don't. When people come to me, I say, you know, the, the way to get close to God, it's so doable and it's so simple, and I wish I had something fancier, but I don't. And it's really embodied, uh, not to talk about him too much, thank you for humoring me. It's really uh, embodied in the life of my father-in-law. So my father-in-law was somebody, he went to church, like every Sunday forever. His wife died on a Saturday. He went to church the next morning. Somebody could ask me, did he go to church this past Sunday? I don't need to check on him. Of course he went to church. It was a Sunday. You just, you, you just go to church. And when church would offer other things, he just went and did it. And we have people like that. We offer something and you just, you just come and do it. 
We say, read your Bible every day. And a lot of you go, yeah, 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 I want to get around to that one day. It just seems, it's such a simple formula. But, you know, if you go to church week after week after week after week after week after week after week, until you're old, if you get to be old, if you read your Bible every day, day after day after day after day after day after day after day, and if you pray day after day after day after day after day. And there's another piece of this that I tell people is that you got to engage in mission stuff. If you want to see the glory of God, you're not going to see the glory of God if you drop off an old worn-out coat that you don't want any longer. It's nice if you do that. Thank you. But what God asks us to do is the kind of stuff that we offer to you where you engage with somebody that other people in the world don't care about, the, the lepers of the world, the hungry, the homeless, immigrants. We want to debate immigrants. I mean, people, like... <laughs> God wants us to engage with people. That's part, of the, that's part of the formula. You go to church, you read your Bible, you say your prayers, you engage people that are in need, you give generously, you do all these things. And I've watched a lot of people who do that all their lives, and I have yet to see a bad outcome. Like somebody does that over and over and over, and they turn out to be a horrible, despicable person. I've never seen that. I've seen some horrible, despicable people, but I've not seen people who followed that very simple formula. It's so doable. That's God's goodness, right? God makes it so doable. You can do these things, and if you do these things, then you see the face of God. You see the goodness of God. You see the glory of God. I love Moses asking just to see the face of God. It should be our life mission statement. I want to see the face of God. And God's ready to show us his glory, his goodness, his face, the face of Jesus, the one who loved, the one who served, the one who was humble, the one who gave his life for us. Such a lovely thing. Such a lovely thing. Thank you for letting me uh, share some here in, uh, let's say, a difficult week our family. Grateful for your prayers, grateful for your many signs of love. It's what we do in the church, isn't it? This is the place when people hurt, when they lose what's precious. We love. We don't blame. We don't ask questions. We listen. We love. I thank God for being part of such a church. Amen. Let us continue in prayer. Heavenly God, we give thanks for the ways your spirit has filled this place this morning. We have heard your beauty in the organ notes, the bells, the songs we've sung, and the speaking of your word. We have seen your love in the faces of those around us and we have contemplated your majesty in our thoughts throughout this service. Help us to be formed by your goodness in this space. Lord, in your mercy. All loving God, help us to seek you in the chaos of our lives. As the year pushes on and we navigate the pressures of a new school year and the sports seasons, help us to find rest in our sense of self in you first. 
As travel opportunities arise week after week, we realize that our lives feel hectic and overwhelming. Give us the courage to pause, to take a breath and, and rest in you. Lord, grant us the desire for peace, calm, and rest. Lord, in your mercy. God of all people, we know that you have been in the rubble of those suffering in the Middle East. You have heard the cries of your Israeli and Palestinian children. You have mourned with the world as conflict has torn your children from one another. Hear the prayers of the world as we cry out for peace. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, Help us to remember that the suffering of others does not take away from our own suffering. Give us the courage to name our sadness and our trials in this space before you, O Lord. We know there are those among us who are in the midst of grief. Whether it is the fresh sting of losing a loved one or the annual reminder of a loved one gone, Lord, be with those in grief. We especially lift up the Howell and Stockton family as they mourn the loss of Bishop Tom Stockton. We give thanks for the ways he loved his family, the world, and the ways he loved our church and the time he served here. Lord, in your mercy, Lord, thank you for bringing us to this place of worship, to your church, for us to heal, for us to worship, for us to follow you. May we be formed by one another and by your word. Let us pray the prayer your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As the ushers come forward, we give thanks for the ways in which you have continued to be generous and continued to let this be a place of worship and love of God. Uh, one thing we want to celebrate is we had our third grade retreat this weekend. We had 27 third graders who are learning to love Jesus more and to grow in their relationship to our church, and we give thanks for that.
Lord, we come to you with a desire to be faithful, a desire to be generous. We offer these gifts to you. May they be a part of the transformation of your world and the upbuilding of your kingdom. Amen. of a risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us, both now and forevermore. Mm -hmm. 